All right, I am joined now by the host and creator of That's Good Sports, a YouTube television program, as well as a Blue Wire podcast, Denver Broncos aficionado and apologist, Brandon Perna. Brandon, welcome to The Rebuilt. Yes, thanks for having me. I am excited to talk about what should be a miserable game for Broncos fans and Browns fans. Uh, I yeah, think I feel we could these just teams... hang out and just not yeah. deal with the game. That might be better for everyone. Yeah, I think we we have uh, these two teams. Uh, not just that they have the you know same losing record, but kind of a lot in common right now. From uh, well, the, the Broncos are already having to basically move on from Joe Flacco. So, you know, we took a we took a quarterback from the AFC North and he injured his neck. Looks like he's going to be on IR for 4 to 6 weeks after they got a second opinion on a herniated disc in his neck. And I think when Flacco came in, we kind of had expectations that he would be good enough to, you know, keep this team afloat, get them some wins. Browns had more hype than any other team this offseason, so I think there's a ton of optimism around both organizations, and now we are we are all just dealing with a giant, giant dumpster fire of tragedy on both sides. I know that yeah, I know that Browns fans are eternally optimistic, but I think that's a little presumptuous on your end to equate your Joe Flacco optimism with the <laughs> Baker Mayfield OBJ optimism. I mean, Joe Flacco was it was a bummer when he left the Ravens uh last year just because he fucking sucks. <laughs> like Well, we we well, I mean that it is I think it's hard to just say that he sucks. Um but watching him now closely for 8 games, I I, I understand what you're saying as well. <laughs> I think there's when I say he effing sucks, I mean, there's just such a clear ceiling to the Joe Flacco experience, even if everything is going as well as possible. Right. I think what I learned is I don't think Joe Joe Flacco is a quarterback. He's not as smart as he should be for someone who's been in the league as long as him in terms of I feel like he doesn't really really have a, a great grasp on what the defense is doing mm. um and do you think that's important when you play quarterback yeah okay. like w- watching peyton manning come in and just know everything that's happening on the field and then you see it we you know i've seen it with all these young quarterbacks that the broncos have had the the struggles and it looks like joe struggles with some of the same things the thing that makes that the reason joe flacco won a super bowl though is no matter what's happening in the game, he he doesn't let it get to him, right? He he can play the same in a big moment or the the first quarter, and he led uh, two really impressive drives uh, late in games this season that got the Broncos a, a lead, and he has great deep deep ball arm talent. Like the the guy can throw a great football. He struggles on short passes, which is kind of weird, but. Eight weeks in, like he makes the same mistakes over and over again, or misses reads or whatever. Like the team just couldn't get over this this hump, and so like I get why 
why you can say Joe Flacco sucks or people can believe he's a good quarterback because he can kind of do both and, and trick you, if, if that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. He does look and throw and appear to be a better quarterback than he actually is, and his decision-making definitely he's an illusionist everything else he's yeah. an illusionist <laughs> yeah he's edward norton basically right exactly yeah. um so now you have brandon allen starting this yeah. week and then who is your uh, back do you have a backup quarterback is vic fangio just like gonna wear shoulder pads just in case like <laughs> do you because uh, yeah <sighs> yeah we have know, right Drew- now brett rippon is going to back up brandon allen so and i've that's I've never heard that name, nor will I probably ever hear that name ever again after well, this podcast. Brett Rippon is the son or nephew of Mark Rippon, former NFL quarterback from like the the nineties. Uh, who uh, did he? He played for Washington. Maybe he even. I don't know if he. I don't know if he won a Super Bowl. I can't remember. My brain is is um, what. Some doctors would would call stupid with with memory. (laughs) But uh, anyway, yeah, he came out of Boise. He was undrafted free agent. The Broncos paid a lot of money for him. But then they they signed Brandon Allen uh, after he looked good against the Broncos in the preseason. He was playing with the Rams. So at the very, very minimum... He's familiar with the style of offense the Broncos run. He's young, so he's mobile. And that's what really, I think, killed Joe Flacco is we have Rich Scangarello, who came from Kyle Shanahan. So basically, the offense is predicated on on play action passing and, and bootlegs and all this shit you need to do uh, to, to, to make the offense work. And you want a guy who can be mobile and do that. And Joe Flacco is not that. So my, my hope with Brandon Allen is, you know, he can run some of those boots, get out wide and, you know, kind of make some throws on the run. And we'll see, maybe we'll get a better read on Rich Scangarello as the Broncos offensive coordinator. Um, but in terms of knowing much about him as a quarterback, yeah, I don't, I I know very little. Yeah, this is, a. Man, I mean, this is sad, dude. You've got a sad team right now, my my guy. Yeah, but I, the the thing is, the defense is really good. Uh, it's the I think the Vic Fangio signing and the defense started off with like some of the worst stats ever, right? They weren't getting any sacks or any turnovers, and it was like the worst in NFL history. Um, and they were playing decent, but over the last few weeks, they've played very good football. I think they're one of the toughest passing defenses in the league, and they've done that with, with just Chris Harris uh, because their corner, the starting corner they started with, Isaac Yadam, they had to move on because he he was not playing well. And then uh, they went with Devontae Bosby, who was in the uh, Alliance of, uh, what was it, the Alliance of American Football Um and he played well there, and then he was emerging as their second best corner, but then he got put on IR, so now they're down to this guy, Devontae Harris, so another guy who just stepped up and is playing well, so I I think, and they, they, they found a, a good linebacker in Alexander Johnson, and so the defense is being coached really well, it's like a really fundamentally sound defense, so... That's the 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 optimism we're latching on to right now. And quarterback has been the big issue. And 
I don't know unless Brandon Allen comes in and plays, you know, terrible and throws a bunch of interceptions, then I I feel like there's a good chance he could be better. <laughs> could. Then then Flacco? Yeah. All he has to do is not turn it over and throw one touchdown. And that will be better than Flacco's been since uh, October 6th, the last time he threw a touchdown. All right, guys, we're going to take a second away from this super sad Browns game to let you know about Harry's Razors. Harry's Razors, um, they're no gimmick. They're sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I have a beard, and I still use Harry's Razors to keep my neck and my cheeks very clean. And you can do the same for either your neck cheeks or your whole face by going to harrys.com slash blue wire for your free trial today harry's is a return to the essential quality durable blades at a fair price just two dollars a blade the blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription listeners to the rebuild can redeem their harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire you'll get a weighted handle for a firm grip five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving better today the holiday rush is coming and if you sell stuff online you better get ready with ShipStation. with more people buying online than ever before You have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. How do you keep track of all the orders? How do you decide on which shipping carrier to use? Or how do you know that you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered on time for the holidays. No matter what you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. It makes it really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. And they even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for the large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation handle it all with ease. Just use the offer code BLUE and get a 60-day free trial. That's B-L-U-E for two months of free, no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE, B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation, make ship happen. Well, if there's anything I know about the Brown season this year, it's if you're an opposing team, all you have to do is kind of get out of the way and let the Browns just punch themselves in the face for four quarters. Right. So as long as you can just not turn the ball over and have less than 15 penalties um, uh, and score, you know, like, you know, in a couple red zone opportunities where we turn it over and you guys get the ball at like our 15 yard line, like you should be in this game. Yeah, I think if we get those three consecutive turnovers from you guys, like they did to New England, uh, we the Broncos might win. Yes, three consecutive uh, snaps with turnovers could really put you guys in a a, a good position to pull. Dude, this that was out. that was so frustrating. I the Browns had the right game plan too, which is just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb. 
<laughs> and and he played well outside of turning the ball over twice. Um, but he also never fumbles. He's never been a guy with fumbling issues. And this it was, was a problem. wet, rainy game. There's like you know there were some X factors there, but I think the the Broncos have you know a pretty good run defense. But if I'm the Browns, I feature Nick Chubb every week until you know Baker Mayfield kind of fixes whatever issues he's going through right now i mean the issues is like we shouldn't have traded our all like our all-star our like all pro uh right guard for like 30 catches from odell beckham jr like yeah the offensive going... line used to be a strength for you guys and now it is <laughs> the opposite yeah it's a disaster i mean i know this is uh, a bit of a crossing analogy but the Brooklyn Nets the last couple of years developed like a really cool culture, a really good identity as like this in the flow, scrappy team. And then they decided to blow it all up by bringing in Kyrie and Durant because they were like, that's where we want to go. And they're going to sacrifice kind of this gelling that they had um, to kind of accompany this big personality. And I feel like that's what happened with losing Zeitler and gaining Beckham is like you've kind of sacrificed some stuff that was working and now you are forced to try to force feed and you know Beckham you're going to have Kareem Hunt coming back and they haven't just figured out how to have any kind of um, identity it always feels like they're kind of playing from behind in satisfying their several masters on offense and Baker's got uh got the yips a little bit because he's getting crushed at two and a half seconds every time yeah I think like both the Browns and Broncos have new head coach. Rarely is that an easy transition. You know what I mean? Like Sean McVay gets talked about a lot because he came in and instantly made the team better, but that's not usually how it works. And even like Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, and given they had some, you know, injuries, they brought in Jimmy G, then he got hurt. So this is his third season and they're finally everything's kind of coming together. So whether or not like Freddie Kitchens is a good head coach or Vic Fangio is a good head coach, you kind of need time to figure that stuff out. So I think it's it's easy for fans to get overly optimistic when you think those guys are going to come in and make the team better instantly, and it's just not the case. And I think where you're like both the the Browns and Broncos are going through those growing pains with new head coaches and uh young you know a young quarterback as well that's next factor the broncos had a new quarterback and all of that stuff takes time so it's just it's frustrating because like both teams are kind of in transition and i don't i don't know for the broncos i feel like there's more questions i feel like cleveland fix your offensive line and then hopefully freddie kitchens is a good coach and next year you guys are the team people thought you could be this year (laughs) the thing that's really annoying as uh an expat browns fan from cleveland is like the media doesn't provide opportunity for any perspective because they're all so emotionally scarred from covering this terrible dysfunctional franchise for the last 20 years so even when there should be for the first time in you know 10 years like a little bit of patience and understanding 
everyone got ahead of themselves. I mean, obviously I do as like a major fanboy, but like to think that they're actually going to go 12 and four and not have some of these bumps in the road is just, uh, and then kind of to come down on the team as like, Oh, they've let us down again. (laughs) It's just really, um, not doing anyone like justice at all or giving anyone like any benefit of the doubt. Like, uh, it's you know I mean Freddie Kitchens has made some stupid plays as a coach, but they're still like in every game and should be probably you know four and four and three right know, or at least three and four like just from some real boneheaded or some you know the offense not being in a flow and that doesn't mean that they're just not that far away and they're just portrayed yeah. like this is a total dumpster fire like oh man Cleveland's like awful like beat reporters just like getting up in baker mayfield's grill being like are you sad you didn't score points and then (laughs) yeah i loved it it's like it's like at some point you have to be also like held accountable as like a reporter for the questions that you're asking and like who cares that he's pissed like he should be pissed he's like it's like there's there's it's an unwinnable situation and it's untenable from both the organization the fans and the media and until there's like some real because also like all right then we start winning and then everything goes away like you don't think that like there are scars from how you carry yourselves just from losing a couple games it's pretty um it's only going to get worse but um i man if we lose to you guys it's going to be a fucking dumpster fire (laughs) holy shit yeah, I mean, I think the the Broncos, you know, starting a new quarterback, if they lose, they'll get a little bit more of a pass this week. And they have Drew Locke. This is another weird situation that, that, that's happening. So they, they took Drew Locke in the second round. So he's supposed to be like the guy going forward. And Joe Flacco is going to be the stopgap. So Drew Locke could learn behind him and all this other shit, right? He was going to be the Case Keenum, if you will. Exactly. And actually, Case Keenum may have been able to run this offense better than Flacco, but that's a different story. Anyway, Drew Locke sprained his thumb in preseason uh, pretty bad. So they put him on IR and he's healthy now, but he's still not back practicing yet. And so everybody's wondering, like, why isn't he practicing so they can start to get a look at him as soon as possible? And it's like just one of those sort of mysterious things where everybody thinks the Broncos should be doing one thing in this situation, except for the Broncos. And so obviously we don't have all the information. There's things we'll never be able to know as fans or as media members or or whatever. But like, if you draft a guy in the second round, he tells everybody he's healthy and he's ready to go whenever, and you still just kind of wait on him. It's weird. And hopefully the positive side is they feel pretty good about this this guy Brandon Allen and you know we see him play really well and you know maybe after drafting Drew Locke and having this other guy they kind of like Brandon Allen more and that's why they want to give him a chance now but I don't know it it's like a a lose-lose situation in terms of trying to be a media member covering that or a fan and you're just surrounded with all this mystery and you're going to have to probably sit through a bunch of losses before you really get any sort of conclusive answers. As someone who uh, is from Cleveland and wishes nothing but the worst for John Elway on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> yeah, I always forget how much uh, Cleveland fans hate John Elway. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a piece of shit. F yeah. that guy. No, really. and, and I mean, that those games are 
really what got me into being like a passionate Broncos fan. So I was in the 80s when you guys were being most uh, taunted by John L.A. Like I was still very young, but I have like all the 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 videos, the drive, all that stuff. I started watching when I was a little bit older. And oh uh, yeah, dude, I'm I mean I'm 31. That stuff I wasn't around oh, okay. for that. It's yeah, just yeah. ingrained into my consciousness and like into the stories that I was told around the campfire of my youth. Right. Um, even watching him win eventually in the 90s was painful for the city of Cleveland. <laughs> um, uh, but how poor... hot is the seat of Mr. Elway? Because at some point. This stuff's got to come home to roost in terms of what he's been able or what he hasn't been able to do since your Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who you ask, I think. (laughs) Um, Really, his his failure has not has been that he hasn't been able to find a quarterback since Peyton Manning. There really have been a lot of other good finds and there are. In my opinion, there's a lot of good players on this team. He's failed at quarterback, and he's failed on the offensive line. So, like Garrett Bowles at left tackle, taking him in the first round was a big mistake. Um, Paxton Lynch in the first round, huge mistake. So, like those whiffs have been big and noticeable, but there have been a lot of mid to late round guys that are turning out to be really good players undrafted free agents who are are good players so i think it's like in terms of being a gm post peyton manning i I would say he's kind of average (laughs) it's just when you're a team in search for a quarterback everything is going to be like twice as hard right so if you're gming the Packers or even like the Texans now who don't have a GM and you can question a lot of shit Bill O'Brien's doing, they're going to be okay because Deshaun Watson is a hell of a quarterback. So I think, I think in fairness to Elway, it's like give him some time to keep going through quarterbacks before you kind of hose him. But on top of that, the Broncos have a crazy, stupid ownership situation right now. Like the team's owned by a trust. Uh, so after Pat Boland died, Um, well, before it it went into the power of this trust, which basically controls itself and they are deciding on whether or not the youngest Boland child, Brittany Boland will inherit the team or if they'll eventually sell it. And I think the trust and Elway are pretty solid. So I don't think they're going to move on from him. So that's like a whole separate issue. Um, I'm giving you a lot of information I don't think you really asked for, so I apologize. No, I, listen, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I love hearing about any dysfunction around John Elway and his franchise. So right. I'm just so. being, if I'm just being honest. I think, I mean, listen, I know that ownership, it all starts at the top, and just kind of that uncertainty is not good for anyone. And I guess in some capacity it's probably good that Elway is providing at least a little bit of stability until they figure out. Yeah, um, I would. that might team. be the best thing you he provides sure i think uh so what do you think or what are your expectations for this game in terms of what you think is going to happen and oh it's going to be ugly it's going to be like (laughs) it's going to be boring probably and you guys are going to see that the broncos have a really good defense and they you know the browns probably won't score a lot but there's a good chance they'll win like 20 to 17 or 17 to 16 or something That's exactly stupid. what I was going to say. I was going to predict either the whichever team deserved it a little bit like less was going to win like 17 to 15. 
Yeah. And the the shittiest thing this season for the Broncos is they have lost three games where they took a one point lead with less than two minutes in the fourth quarter. So That's amazing. The Bears game, the uh Colts game that just happened, and the uh what was it? Ja- the Jaguars game. <laughs> the the Broncos they get they, they take the lead. And then the Bears with, they had like 36 seconds left in the game. And we got this bullshit roughing the the passer call. They made one decent play in the pass game. And, you know, they kick kick a game-winning field goal. The Colts, Von Miller had Jacoby Brissett dead to rights, (laughs) which would have been probably a safety. It was right on the goal line for a sack. And Brissett slips out of his arms and, you know, creates a, a play, converts a first down. Um, the Colts also benefited from a, uh, a 15-yard penalty. And even the, the the Jaguars got a roughing the passer call. Also pretty ticky-tacky. So the Broncos have lost within the last two minutes three times. Each of those teams have received a 15-yard penalty. And they all made long game-winning kicks. So if... You want to predict how the Browns might win? It, I would say that. <laughs> Honestly, our our kicker, our rookie kicker is like ten for ten, so that de- that definitely is in line with that for sure. That's good. Um, Who, kicking was an issue last year for you guys, right? Yeah, kicking was an issue last year, and then we drafted Austin Seibert in the fifth round from Oklahoma. Um, right. Okay. And he was real all over the place during preseason, and now he's just missed like well, maybe one extra point. I mean, it's perfect on all field goals. So that's pretty good. Yeah, the best part of our game is our, our rookie punter and rookie kicker. Um, so uh, brace yourself for that to really take over, uh, take over in Denver on Sunday. Um, are you, do you guys get both your corners back? Is Ward and Greedy? Are Ward they and back? Greedy are back. Demarius Randall was out last right. week. He's questionable this week. Uh, Landry and Beckham are questionable. Oh. Um, and I actually think, honestly. I honestly feel like this team might play better if if Beckham sat down. Just you might from, be right. Just he, from he a re- sense of it's like Baker has like the ease to be able to spread it around. They need to get Rashard Higgins involved. There's just not – it always just feels like they're kind of trying to play towards something instead of dictate what they think what they should be doing. And there was right. confidence that – their 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 play calling had last year that is clearly whether it's too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever the hell is going on, it's a hot freaking mess. Um, well, Brandon Perna, thank you very much for joining me on the rebuild. Um, actually, before we leave, just tell us a little bit about like your experience with that's good sports. Give tell people what they can find on YouTube or on the podcast. Um, Brandon, that's good sports is one of the funniest NFL. Uh, pieces of entertainment you can find. It's really, uh, it's really, really enjoyable. So, can just maybe give uh, give the, the the Cleveland folks a little taste of kind of uh, what inspires you, where you come from, and uh, you know, yeah. give us the goods, I mean, man. You just you just sold it better than I ever will. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, yeah. Basically, my YouTube channel is kind of like a poor man's version of the Daily Show, but just about football. And it it started as I was only doing Broncos videos because it was kind of like a, a side gig or just a hobby, really. And then it kind of it, it, it started to grow because I, I started the channel uh, when the Broncos 
2013. So their first Super Bowl run, which I didn't know was going to happen. And uh, it took me a while to realize, like, I should branch out to the NFL. So now I just, Sunday through Wednesday, there's new news type videos and recaps of kind of what happened during the football games with a bunch of jokes we try to write in there and then thursdays i do the the podcast so that's like an hour-long thing with my co-writer will and we just we talk about all the upcoming nfl games and any sort of news relevant you know type thing and so now youtube's like it's all i do which is crazy and it's exciting and volatile and scary but uh people are seeming it seems like people enjoy it and i i think i've improved because the amount of people telling me to uh eat shit and stop doing this has is has dropped significantly (laughs) so it's a lot more positive now maybe they're still there you've just worn them down yeah they're or, or they get buried in you know a bunch of people like saying first first God bless you doing that work for all those people saying first. Um, yeah, the videos are hilarious. Also, if you don't have time to run and watch it on YouTube, Brandon's doing a daily podcast with Blue Wire that you yes. can check out, which is an audio version of of uh, those shows of, of those shows on a daily basis, um, uh, Monday through Friday. So they're all good, and uh, you should definitely subscribe and check them out. Um, Brandon, thanks for joining me, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. I mean, (laughs) just hang in there, you know? Yeah, that's what we're doing. (laughs) All right. Take care. See ya.